Have you ever wanted someone to walk alongside you as you do the thing? You know, the thing that makes your heart come alive and leaves our world more like Jesus than we found it. I know, and that's why I'm here. My name is Rebecca Dotson-George. I'm a speaker, writer, career coach, and just all around excited to be in your earbuds for the next few minutes. I'm a girl wildly passionate about cheering you on as you make God known in and through your creative mission. Here's the thing though, I know sometimes you can get discouraged. I'm not good enough. I don't know where to start. I can't do as good of a job as she's doing. These are all lies that we sometimes believe and I'm here to help you debunk those lies that are ruling your mind about your mission and replace them with truth from God's word. So. Buckle up, because I'll gather up my favorite seasoned and rising leaders in their fields to share inspirational stories, strategic advice, and hard-won wisdom. Welcome to the Do The Thing Movement Podcast. Do you ever get to the end of a podcast and just think, man, I am not done with that conversation. Girl, me too. And I love hearing from you about how not only the show is encouraging you, but also what God is stirring up in you as a result. And I just really wanted the opportunity to connect one-on-one with more of you. And that's why I've created a Patreon community. Patreon is an online platform that hosts bonus content and provides creators a way to hang out with their audience in a more intimate way. So here's how I'm going to use it. There are three tiers. First is the bestie tier, which will include access to the platform and extra conversations with all our guests that only Patreon besties will get to hear. These questions will not be shared here on your podcast platform. Then there's the VIP party tier. This includes the bestie tier and you get invited to a VIP party once a month on Zoom where we get to hang out, get to know one another better and maybe do some coaching in a group session from time to time. And then finally, there is the calling coach tier. In this tier, you'll be able to access the previous tiers plus have a 30 minute coaching call per month with me to talk about anything podcast, ministry or career related. How fun does this sound? So come on over to Patreon by downloading the app or visiting patreon.com and search Do The Thing Movement. I can't wait to meet you inside the community. Hey friends, I'm so happy to be joined today by Cambria Joy. If you do not know Cambria from her YouTube channel or all of her content that she creates online, she is just an incredible woman of God. And she is in the space of sort of meshing together faith and fitness. And we have a really important conversation about body idolatry. She just released a book called Growing Strong, and it's amazing. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. But Cambria has a really special story, a God redemption story that I think we can all relate to at some level about our bodies and how we treat them, how we feel about them. And that's why I wanted to have her on. I felt like it was so important. So I am so thrilled for you to get to know her. She's so much fun. We had a great conversation over on our Patreon So if you're not already subscribed over there, I would pause this sucker right now, head on over to Patreon, download the app, search for Do The Thing Movement, and go ahead and subscribe over there so you can listen to our conversation and all of our conversations so far in 2021. But for this part of our talk, I just, I can't wait. So let me introduce you to my new friend, Cambria Joy. Cambria, I am so thrilled to have you on the show today. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for being here. Oh, 
I can't wait, Rebecca. We're going to have so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is going to be a blast. So for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you and the work that you do before we get into your book, which I'm like thrilled beyond belief about it's so beautiful and we get to talk about it today and I'm excited. I want you to start by just sharing a little bit of your story and kind of how you are in this space where you're like meshing faith and fitness together kind of in the world of content creation. So tell us all about you. Yes. So basically I'll get right to the heart of it. When I was in high school, my best friend threw her jeans across the room at me and she said, here, these are too big for me now. Maybe you can fit into them. And it was kind of the first time that I ever saw myself in the mirror as like, what does my body look like? And that's like, my body is who I am. Basically it, I had never even looked in the mirror and associated like, Oh, well, what do I look like? And how do I feel about what I look like? And it it never had even crossed my mind before. I mean, I was just like an innocent teenager, I guess. And, um, so that kind of started the beginning of that sound. I was going to say that started the beginning of the end. That sounds really dramatic, but it kind of (laughs) honestly was the beginning of the end in a way of like, it was the end of my just like, I don't know, resting in, you know, Jesus and enjoying my life. My life became, my entire life became pursuing perfection, pursuing, Mm -hmm. trying to get my body to look a certain way so that I could look in the mirror and approve of myself. And it became this constant, like, I need to prove myself to myself and I need to prove myself to other people. And my worth is in my ability to do that. And so I was always trying to, you know, I was trying to lose weight. I was trying to, it just became all consuming in my life. And, um, you know, it didn't stop there. I, I, it, it continued on for years and years and years of, of just trying to, gosh, be happy. And I felt like my happiness was found in making myself look good and making myself look a way that I thought that I had to look. And I just remember I struggled because I restricted. I started my first diet at like 16, 15 or 16 years old. And I remember I began binge eating and I remember I ate like an entire, I was so deprived of food and nutrients that my body was just literally like starving. And I ate just like an entire, I think I ate like six ciabatta rolls with like butter and honey. I was so hungry and I felt so ashamed. I had never felt so, I was so empty like on the inside, but I was so full and sick, like on Mm. the outside, like, you know, in my body And I had never felt so much shame. And I remember just crying out to God. I literally came to the end of myself and I had always walked with Jesus. I grew up, you know, knowing him and, and loving him and him being my friend and my Lord and savior. But I had never gotten to a point where I had gotten to a point, I should say, where I was really living in self-idolatry and I just didn't know it. And I just came to the end of myself and I just cried out to God. I said, God, if you can get me out of this, which I knew he could, but it was like, Lord, if you can heal me, you know, and Jesus is like, I can, but if you can heal me, then it will be worth it if I can just tell one person. And so that kind of just started my whole, you know, channel. I started making YouTube videos before this actually began. So then it kind of, I took everyone on my journey through it all, which I didn't even really mean to. It just was very open and and sharing. And so many thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of women resonated with, you know, just the struggle 
of, yeah. of living, not just in a world, but in your, in your own self yeah. of like, I don't feel like I'm enough. And I feel yeah. like I'm going in circles and I feel stuck and I need help and I need something outside of myself to save myself. And that's, you know, anyway, so that's kind of massive. <laughs> intro I in love it. Thank you for sharing all that. And I, I've been so excited about this conversation because the more I have conversations with women in our community and I'm just realizing how much body shame Mm -hmm. really impacts every area of our lives. And I, and I hate that. And I, I myself, I mean, I've been pretty open on the show about struggles I've had in the past as well. We we're just like such kindred spirits. So I thought I was going to go down the path of kind of like the fitness world. So I majored in kinesiology in college, which I loved. It was like the most fun of my life. And I was a personal trainer for several years. And then I had to like, kind of figure out, okay, how do I make this like an adult job where I get benefits and all that? And so I kind of went down a different path. Right. And I still don't, I still don't think I'm done. Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's personal training. I don't know if it's incorporating more fitness content into what I do in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not done with the whole body conversation though. I know that. And I walked through, I would say probably my toughest season that I can relate to, to kind of your story was right before I got married, I was kind of mid to late twenties. And I was just in that season where all my people were getting married, right? Just left and right. I was a bridesmaid nine times before I got married myself. I always say I walked down an aisle nine times in a dress that was not white. (laughs) And, and in that season, I really found my love for running, which is like such a gift to me, even still in this season. But I had so much time on my hands that it was like, okay, this is something I'm excelling at and I'm finding community in. And so I just poured my heart and soul into it until it really became an idol in my life. And I would, I'd set a goal, I'd sign up for a marathon and I'd, you know, I'd decide kind of what I wanted to do and then I'd do it. And then two days later, it wasn't enough. And if Mm. gosh, I could get a little bit leaner, if I could get a little bit faster. And I, I, it was like, I just kept searching Mm. for something that would fulfill me apart from Christ. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and that gave me at least to some degree, some fulfillment that I wasn't receiving in my dating life because I was single. Right. And I so badly wanted to get married and I wanted Mm. that next season of life that in the meanwhile, I just, I poured myself into running and, and I'm grateful because it still is a huge part of my life, but I've learned about myself after that season that I do really have to keep my heart in check when I mm-hmm. train and when I, um, when I push myself, like scripture has so much to say about self-discipline and all of these things that like we're going to get into, but yes, but there is a place where it turns into idolatry and that's, and that's why, the that's yeah. the key. And and you put it in the right place in your life Yes, where it's not the number one thing in your life. And then you're able to enjoy it and it doesn't suck the life out of you and you don't live for serving it, but it actually adds to your life rather than sucks the life out of your life. Yes. 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 It's so good. So yeah. So I love everything about this and I want to talk a little bit about you experience kind of jumping into diet culture at a young age and as did I. So we, we share that in common and I'm just curious kind of about your experience. Like where did that lead for you 
And then to the listener who's maybe listening today and they're just like, they've, they've tried everything. They're over it. Their hormones are out of whack. Like, you know, and the older we get, the more I'm realizing that that's such a huge piece of it, but that's unrelated. But anyway, how would you just want to share your story of that and just encourage women listening today who are just, just done? Yeah. Well, it's exhausting a hundred percent to go around in circles and to feel like you're stuck going in circles and to feel like no matter how hard you try, it's never enough. Whether it's never enough for you, whether it's never enough for really for me, it was always never enough for me where you're just exhausted. You're just, you're, you're pouring everything into like what you were saying, you know, it's like you reach the goalpost and then the goalpost moves Mm -hmm. that you feel you're almost there and then it moves. And it's like, you're almost going to cross the finish line. And then the finish line moves like a hundred yards down the line. And it's like, I can never, I can't keep up with this anymore. And it's exhausting. And then you're worn out. You're frustrated with yourself. You're, you're, you're constantly feeling like I'm never enough. I can never do enough, no matter how hard I try. And so for me, it was like, I could not restrict enough. I could not work out enough. I mean, I was like working out twice a day for like an hour each time going to the gym, you know, multiple times a day going for runs, doing everything. Um, you know, not eating. It was so dumb. Like all these stupid rules, which is really what they were Uh, like dumb rules of like, okay, well we can't eat carbohydrates, you know, after 3 PM and we can only eat this certain food before this time. And then you only want to have this amount. And it's like, I was trying to keep up. And the more that I tried to be healthy, the further away that I got from it. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this constant tug of war of like, I want to be really, really healthy, but how unhealthy is it to be so obsessed with being healthy? And that's kind of like what you were saying, where it's like when health and fitness and taking care of your body is put in the right place in your life, it can add so much to your life because Mm -hmm. you're not looking to the workout to perfect your body. You are genuinely like moving your body because here's the thing it, it, you know, the Bible does say exactly what what you were saying. Physical training is of some value, but godliness is is eternal. It's forever. And so there, but, but there is some value when we make it of the utmost value, the most important thing, it sucks the life out of you because then you're looking to your workouts and your food to how can I, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to change my body? Did I push hard enough? Did I burn this many calories? Did I? And so, and, and, and then it, it pulls you down and it, and it, it takes you down rather than whatever my body's going to do, it's going to do. I'm going to move and I'm going to feel good. It's going to give me energy. There is some value in this. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, our physical body, this is where we're at. This is the tent that we're in. So we might as well take care of it. But if we get obsessed with the tent and like, oh, I can't, it's like going on a camping. The only way that I can think of this is like going on a camping trip where it's like, we're here in this body. We're on a camping trip. And if we get so obsessed with the tent, like I can't have dirt in the tent. And what if the tent gets a hole and what if it rains and what happened? It's like, look up at the stars, like look up, like remember that this, it's not about the tent. Like it has nothing really even to do with the tent. Yes. You're in the tent. This is where we're at. We're in this body, physical body, but that's not what it's about. Like this physical body, it's just the vehicle for our purpose. It's just, it's just, that's it. It's just like a little house. It's a temporary Mm -hmm. house. And so if we can remember that we're eternal, God put us here not to perfect our bodies, 
not to perfect our image, but to reflect his image, then it shifts the whole, it shifts our eyes away from the mirror. It puts our eyes back onto what matters. And we get, we literally, quite literally, instead of trying to save ourselves, we realize he saved us from everything and I can actually enjoy food and I can actually enjoy working out in a way that it adds to my life. So to the girl who feels like I'm going in circles, I'm going crazy. I just want to literally give up on everything. Just remember that this is temporary and don't put your treasure in something that's temporary. Yeah, that's so good. And the verse um, in Matthew about just seeking his kingdom above all things comes to mind here because it's like we so often, whether it's fitness or it can be any other idol, and we have plenty of them in our lives that we're putting before Christ, we start to compartmentalize our lives. And it's like, okay, I have my time with God and then I have my workouts and I have my work life and I have my relationships and I have all these things instead of filtering everything about our lives through like, how can I best honor and glorify God and absolutely everything I do, which makes me think of, have you read the book? Everybody matters by Gary Thomas. I don't think I have. Okay. So I love Gary. I've heard of it though, for sure. Yeah. He is amazing. And he wrote a whole book about, and it's, I will say it's from a man's perspective. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. Like it's not feely. It's not like, it's very, how do I look at physical fitness and taking care of my body through the lens of the gospel. Mm. So, so that, so I do these things. I take care of my body. I, I, I do eat clean. I try to stay, you know, stay active for the sake of the kingdom, because like, what if God called me to get on a plane tomorrow to go to Africa and hike to this remote village to spread the gospel. Like, could I do it at 55, you know? And so you got to think like it's written from his perspective, but it's so, it's so rich and it's so good because it's, um, I think it's one of the first books until like you came along and a couple of others where I think somebody like actually approached it from like a gospel, true gospel centered way because there's so much out there, right? Like there's so many books, there's so many YouTube channels, there's so many podcasts, but I'm so grateful for people like you because it's, you're bridging that gap, you know, that like connection point of the gospel and how we take care of our, our bodies. And so, yeah, I love that so much. It's like lifting our eyes from the temporal to the eternal. Yes. I love that. I need to read that book. That sounds yeah, great. It's good. It's good. I always tell people about it when I get in these kind of conversations. Um, Okay. So we've, you know, had somewhat of similar stories in this. And I'm, I'm curious, like, as God has healed you from some of this and you have, have moved, moved past it, like, what does balance and moderation look like for you? Honestly, I feel like when I think of the word balance, I, I just constantly think of the word surrender to just completely mm-hmm. surrender every every day, really every minute, honestly, over to God, because, you know, it's like, I I just, the only way that I can think about this is that God made our bodies so unique and complex. And I really like the sciencey side of everything because I I just think it's so fascinating. And I just, even women and how we're made, our cycles, how we, we actually require like different amounts of energy during different parts of our cycle. And I just think about this, you know, whenever I'm like more hungry or less hungry or we're working out for every 
every other day, you know, or it's been a while since I've moved. I just think, you know what? Surrender. I just surrender it. And, and then, and then there's no expectation of, of my own expectations. There's just, you know, there's no stand, there's no like Cambria standard. Like this is the standard. This is what I have to do. It's like, it's just a standard of grace. You know, it's like I move because of grace and I I don't move because of grace. And so there's just so much grace. And so whatever you're doing, however you're nourishing your body, however you're, and that's the thing is that health is so, it's not like, it's not this or that because it's like, I, the, the way that I see it too, is that our emotions and how we think about food and fitness is just as important as what we're actually doing, the workouts, the food itself. Um, so like the, I like to say is like, you know, a a happy donut is better than like a sad salad. And it really is true. And it's funny what research even proves that when you eat something with like guilt and, and, and fear, um, it, it raises your cortisol. It it does. It's bad. It's literally bad. So it's true. It's literally Mm -hmm. bad for your health. It's so it really is true that like a happy donut is better than a sad salad. And so that's where, that's where you come in with like, you're not a saint for eating a salad and you're not, you know, some horrible, it, it, it's just so silly how we see ourselves through the lens of our actions and what we do. And God just sees us like, I just want to, I just want to surrender everything over to God because it's, God is never going to change the way that he sees me. I can change the way that I see myself every second of the day, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. one minute I'm feeling good. And the next minute I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so, you know, to, to kind of get out of that. And that's the thing is that I'm not in a place of that anymore because of surrender. And so there's freedom in the surrender and there's freedom from going in circles and there's freedom from feeling like you're not enough. And there's freedom from, you know, there's just, there's freedom from feeling like your life is, is just draining. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and how, and taking care of yourself should not drain you. If yeah. it's draining you, it's not, that's not healthy. You know, it's so, it's so simple, but that, we have to switch the way that it, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the truth yes. is, is that our bodies are not anything that's not going to be a source of happiness or fulfillment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's the number one thing in our life, mm-hmm. when it's in the right place in your life, again, surrender, you're going to find so much joy because then you're going to feel empowered to choose a salad and you're going to feel empowered to choose a donut. And you're, you know what I mean? There's freedom there. And, and I became the hell, I will say I became the healthiest that I've ever been when I fully a hundred percent surrendered, gave up all dieting. I remember the day I gave up dieting, I drove and I went and got a pineapple coconut muffin and (laughs) I was like, I'm done with this. And I didn't know I was allergic to gluten at the time. And I ate it and I felt really sick afterwards, but I was free. I was free and walking. There's not, there's no better taste than, than that, than a freedom, you know, and taste it. It's like, anyway, I could just go on and on. It's like, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's freedom. It's just him. And so we find our joy and satisfaction in him. Then everything else in life becomes good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's such a difference in seasons where we are truly walking in freedom. And when we Mm -hmm. are in such bondage, like, even a few months ago, I was in a season where like my hormones are just super out, were super, super out of whack. And I just, I was in one of those, like, I have a degree in this. Like <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I know all the right things to do. I'm doing all the right things. And I like, nothing is changing. And it was super mm-hmm. frustrating. 
And then it was just like you're saying, it was just one of those moments of surrender of like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with my doctor. I'm going to like, I'm going to continue to search for answers, but I'm not going to live in bondage to this. Yeah. And that was a huge pivotal moment for me. And I think we've all, gosh, we've all had, you know, those seasons like that. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of the listener who like, they're like me, <laughs> they're like, I want to plan. Like I need structure. I thrive on, you know, a schedule. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage a listener who, I don't know, they want something that isn't going to suck the life out of them, mm-hmm. but they haven't found it yet. Like, yeah. How would you encourage them? Yeah, honestly, literally exactly what you're saying, Rebecca, this past summer, I got to a point in my health where it's like, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, and especially you with your degree, it's like, hold on, wait, what is happening right now? Why do I feel like this? I'm, I'm trying to take care of myself. You know, maybe I'm even in that season of like surrender, you know, I'm not obsessed with perfecting. I've laid that down, but I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm experiencing, for me personally, I was experiencing all these symptoms, like weird stuff with my period. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, what is going on here? Like I am, I am like healthy. At least I think I'm healthy. And yet I'm feeling so bad. You know, I don't have any energy anymore. I'm like experiencing the most painful periods of my entire life. Sorry if that's like, well, I guess we're, no. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, God, what is going on? And so even diving into that, like, I feel like, you know, it's the more I learn, the more I realize just how simple that it really is. I was actually reading Mark this morning and oh my gosh, I saw your story. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how my brain works. Though. I'm like reading Mark. I'm reading John the Baptist. I'm reading that he eats, you know, locusts and honey. And my brain is literally like, and no, I don't eat bugs. I'm going to preface this. And I don't <laughs> encourage eating bugs. I'm just saying bugs are one of the highest protein. I think they are the highest protein, like in the, in the world, like as far as like food source, whatever. So, uh, no, don't eat bugs, but, um, you know, he's eating the locust at w- protein and he's eating the wild honey, which is super easily digestible carbs. And I'm thinking John, the Baptist has really good blood sugar and yes, really good hormones. Bro. He is probably low cortisol. I mean, maybe with the Pharisees in there, he could be getting a little, you know, angry, agitated. I don't know, but as far as his food source, he is low stress. Okay. This mm-hmm. is nourishment to the body <laughs> literally. Yes. And I, it was so funny because it, it really is how it is. Like, it's so simple. You know, I just did, you know, we have intermittent fasting. It's not our fault. It's not your fault. It's nobody's fault that we live in a world with so much information, information overload every year. You know, we're just trying to do our best. We just want to take care of our bodies. And, but the bottom line is, you know, we're trying to intermittent fast and we're trying to do this with carbohydrates and we're trying to be weird with our protein and eat this certain way and categorize ourselves as this kind of eater. And it's just, it's just insane. Like, I'm just, I'm sick of all of this. I'm just tired of it all. We need to nourish our bodies. We just need to eat. We need to celebrate everybody for eating and we need to keep it simple. And so even for me this past summer, I was like, I'm not even eating enough. I'm not even nourishing my body. I'm like trying to intermittent fast. I'm trying to do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Nope. Protein, carb every three to four. And then here's the thing. And I say this not out of like, okay, this is the plan and this is what we're going to do because this is the new diet. No, it is saying I'm going to nourish my body. I'm not feeling good. And my body needs 
food. My That's the way that God created us. And again, the sciencey part of it, it's like our bodies, our brain needs glucose. And if we don't feed it glucose, gluconeogenesis is going to happen. And I don't want to stress my body out feel even like more. Junk. I want to be able to have babies in the future. Yeah. And I don't want my hormones so whacked up for me trying to perfect my body that my body is not, you know what I mean? So yes. it goes so much deeper than even yourself. And I think that when we get our eyes away off of ourselves in the mirror, we really remember what true health is. And like, even that's, that's the thing. When I look back on this summer of like, I'm not feeling good. And, and then it was like, oh my gosh, my five-year anniversary is next year, which is insane. We, you know, we want to have kids one day and my, my hormones are super messed up. And I'm thinking this isn't even about me anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's shifting our perspective. And, and that's the thing, even for moms out there, it's not selfish to take care of everybody. It's not selfish to go work out for 30 minutes. It's absolutely not selfish. It's not vain. It's not, I'm going to perfect my body and make it look a certain way. No, it's saying I'm going to show up for myself in a way that gives me energy that takes care of the body that God has given me so that I can serve my family. And that's absolutely not selfish. That's absolutely, that's biblical. If anything, Yes. you know, a woman that's not idle, that's not eating the bread of idleness, a woman that fears the Lord, that takes care of herself, not in a way to perfect herself, but in a way to serve other people. I think that's Mm -hmm. the most most, you know, selfless thing that you could do, honestly, when our hearts are right, because the Lord weighs the heart, the Lord looks at the heart. And so, and that's the thing. He doesn't look at that outward appearance. First Samuel 16, seven, the Lord doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. And so if we remember that, then everything that we do out of our heart is going to flow what's inside of our heart. And so it's like, this past summer, all that to say with the whole, you know, eating and nourishing my body, it's not a new diet. It's Mm -hmm. I'm deciding to, to take care of my body in a way that, that works. And that's Mm -hmm. simply nourishment, protein and carb every three to four hours to keep my blood sugar stable. And I've never felt better in my whole life. All my symptoms are basically gone. I had my first pain-free period that I've ever had, like basically in my entire life. And I'm like, this is working because it's so simple. And I'm like, I should have just read John the Baptist a while ago, protein, carb. (laughs) There you go. Like, that's it. I don't know. Mark, Mark one. (laughs) Yes. That's so good. And I just, I'm so encouraged by that too, because I think like a lot of things, like a lot of things in our lives, we overcomplicate it so many times. And, and then even a good thing can bring us shame, right? Like your, your example with moms, like, okay, there's two extremes. Like there's the mom who, who is in the gym twice a day and and is finding her fulfillment in, in that. And then there's the mom who's like, I was up all night I'm exhausted, but yet like I'm never moving my body and I just don't even feel like myself anymore, but I feel guilty Mm -hmm. when I do Neither one of those extremes, right? What God meant for us and how we take care of our bodies. Neither. Those are both trash, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, this is so good. It's like the way of grace. It's, it's that middle road. You know what I mean? It's not linear. It's not, this is the way it's just like, this is the messy path of grace, you know, and God yes. search my heart and just enable me. That That's the biggest thing I think in my whole life is God enable me by the power of your spirit to do everything that I need to do today. Yeah. I mean, everything. And, and that's the thing. Are, is anyone perfect at it? Absolutely not. Do I have 3000 emails in my inbox? Quite literally. Absolutely. Yes. Do yep. I miss things? Do I mess up? Absolutely. Yes are my intentions there, but I fail. Absolutely. Yes. But by the grace of God, 
we're going to make it through. And whether it's taking care of our bodies through exercise, whether it's taking care of ourselves through physical nourishment, it, whatever we do, we, we really can do to the glory of God by, yeah. by saying, God, enable me by the power, by the power of your spirit to do what you want me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. And that's, 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 so that's the key. That's yeah. everything, yeah. you know, that's it. That's it. I love it so much. Okay. So one of the things that we, we do here that I love is we allow our patrons on Patreon to turn in questions for our guests. They like get to know kind of what we're talking about and then they um, let us know what questions they have for you. And so we had one turned in and we've talked about a lot of this already, but this gives you like an actual person to talk to. So Janelle turned in a really good question. She said, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? And what would you say to someone who feels like she's been working out and her diet is clean because of her health issues um, but she's not seeing results that she thinks she should be. So we've had a little bit of this conversation already, but how would you want to encourage Janelle? Okay. So Janelle, I did intermittent fasting for maybe like two over two to three years It for years. I don't know yeah. how many years, but I was such a huge advocate for intermittent fasting. And I will say really quick to differentiate there's fasting in like the spiritual sense, which yep. I think that obviously there's a place for that in our lives. You know, I was literally just reading about that this morning in Mark. Um, and so there's a, there's a place for that when, you know, as the Lord leads you and that's, that's different to me. When I'm looking at intermittent fasting, I'm looking at, I'm looking at it as something that we do for our health and something that you choose to do for your health as far as, you know, through the lens of intermittent fasting. And so for me Mm -hmm. doing that for many, many years, I came to a place this summer where, um, it's kind of like the, the way that I can, the way that I would look at it, Janelle is like storing up, uh, debt for yourself. Right. So Mm. we're not nourishing our bodies. Um, I didn't understand that though, because it's in the name of intermittent fasting. It's in the name of, I'm going to do this for my health. And so I'm going to help with my gut. But what, uh, what I have learned from it through doing it myself is that I wasn't eating enough. And at the, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when you don't eat, when your body is literally telling you, God gave us hunger signals. When your body's telling you I'm hungry, Hey, please feed me. I need nutrients. Your cells literally need nutrients. Your body needs glucose. Your brain's preferred energy source is glucose. And when we don't give it glucose, it literally has to go through something called gluconeogenesis, which is taking the protein that you're eating or literally you eating you. Sorry, we're getting, we're going there. It's literally your body starts eating you. And that is very stressful to your body. Your cortisol goes up, your adrenaline goes up, um, your progesterone levels get messed up. And so when we look at health, we have to remember that health isn't just about physical appearance. We we need to really remember that health is something that is quite literally on a cellular level. And so when we think about health, we want to think about lowering stress, lowering inflammation. And that looks like quite literally fueling your body and giving your body food. And so what happened with me, so I say no to intermittent fasting because I've done it for so long and I've never felt better now that I stopped intermittent fasting and I'm eating enough protein and carbohydrates throughout the day and giving my body the fuel that it needs so that it can make progesterone, which is that hormone that makes us feel good and calm. And so that I can ultimately, you know, have a baby one day. And so all, you know, health is not just, you know, 
I don't know how we look. Um, and also what I will say about intermittent fasting is that when we ignore our hunger signals for so long, our body stops asking for food. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens is, you know, our stomach acid gets messed up. Um, mm -hmm. that now we can't digest food well. And so when we do eat, we're having, you know, gut issues. And then we think, well, if I just don't eat and I intermittent fast, then my gut will get better. Well, actually it's just because you're not eating and your stomach acid, you know, you're, and so that's the thing, it gets diluted. And now we have, you know, low, low HDL there, there's so many complicated. So that's when I, when I say it's kind of like storing up debt, when, when we first do it, it feels really good because yeah. we're running off of stress hormones and stress hormones make us feel really good. It's kind of like, let's say if you step on, you know, a nail and you're running away from a dog or some lion that's chasing you, which I don't know when that's ever happened, but that's the way that God made our bodies. I am running away from this lion that's trying to eat me with a nail in my foot. And guess what? I don't give a rip about the nail in my foot. Yeah. I am running so fast and so hard. I'm running the fastest marathon of my entire life because I'm not going to get eaten by the lion. And I can't feel anything. Why? Mm -hmm. Because stress hormones are raging through my body and I feel great. I'm kind of terrified of the lion but guess what happens? Lion stops chasing me. I get away from the lion. And now what? Now I have a debt to pay. I have, I am, my foot is in so much pain that I am just going to cut my foot off. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do, but this is painful. Okay. But it didn't hurt before. And so that's the thing. I got to a point for me in my health this summer where I had intermittent fast for so many years, my hair was falling out. I had, I mean, I'll just go into, I, I don't care. I'll go into detail. Yeah. I'll tell you everything. Yeah. I had fibrocystic breasts. I'm like, what is going on? My breast tissue was weird. My periods were horrible. So painful that I could, I didn't even want to breathe. I was in so much pain. Um, I was my hormones. My progesterone was like completely at an all time low. I was experiencing so many symptoms, my mood swings. I mean, I was like, I was crying. I was not in a good place with my health all in the name of health. On the yeah. name of health, I did intermittent fasting. And yet, you know, my body is like absolutely not healthy at all. And so intermittent fasting, no, um, because I've learned that our metabolism quite literally how our, meta our metabolism is how our cells use energy. And so when we are not feeling our metabolism, it's not about feel my metabolism so I can look a certain way. It's about fueling your metabolism so that your body can pump blood and pump your heart and grow your yeah. hair long and yeah. make you feel good and be fertile. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then not seeing results, I would say, yeah, honestly, like, first of all, let's go back to our heart, like the heart issue of like, remember that number one, let's, let's take one day at a time. Let's mm -hmm. stop worrying about tomorrow. I love what Jesus said. Don't even give thought for tomorrow. Don't even give thought. So if we're not giving thought for tomorrow, we're going to let go of all the results and we're going to let our body do what it needs to do. We're just going to focus on taking care of ourselves. We're going to focus not on the result, but on our action. What am I doing? What am I doing today that is taking care of my body? Not what's not, not what are the results going to be from this action, but did I do the action? So focusing yeah. on that, shifting your mindset from measuring your progress don't measure your progress from, am I where I want to be? Measure your progress from, am I doing what I want to do? And am I, am I living in alignment with who I want to be? Yeah. And so, um, and then when it comes to results, surrendering the results to God, and then, and then yes, looking, looking at our health and saying, you know what, what is my, 
how am I taking care of my metabolism and going mm-hmm. back to, and how am I taking care of my hormones? Am I feeling my body? Am I giving it what it needs? Am I giving mm-hmm. it the energy? Um, and, and really, am I sleeping? Like going, go, you know, going to the foundations of it. Actually, I'll just say this. I made a healthy start guide that has literally oh, all of this in there. And you can go to cambriajoy.com. It's on the homepage awesome. and go get it. It's free. I'll send it to your inbox. And that will really, really help you a lot. That's a really great place to start because that will, that will truly help you from the inside out with, yeah. you know, yeah, your mindset and your body. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so good. That's a really good like takeaway for people who I'm sure there's going to be a lot of women listen who are right in Janelle's place right now. And so that's a great place to kind of send them as a next step. Also, another one is your book. So your new book called Growing Strong just came out. Um, Subtitles, workouts, devotions, and recipes to become healthy from the inside out. It's gorgeous. It is so pretty. They did such a great job designing it. And it's so neat how it's laid out. Like it's a great, like keep on your coffee table book just to flip through and just read through um, your recipes and just your advice, all of these things. It's beautiful. So I'm really excited um, just to to allow listeners to check that out as well. So definitely go check out Growing Strong and um, go grab that guide over on her website. And for listeners who are our Patreon subscribers, we're going to hop on over to our Patreon page now and get to know Cambria a little bit better, which is going to be a lot of fun. And um, so if you're not already subscribed over there, make sure you do that so you can check out our bonus conversation. But I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I am so thrilled to have you be a part of this community. I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, did you know that when people rate and review podcasts on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps more people come across the show? And when that happens, the messages we're sharing get spread even further and we get to encourage more people. I can't think of anything more fun than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would do something that would take just two minutes of your time. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a written review. Tell me all about how the show is encouraging you and invite others to listen in. It truly means the world to this girl on the other side of the mic. And then number two, if you're loving the show and want even more content from Do The Thing Movement, hop on over to our Patreon page on your desktop or mobile device to listen to after the show bonus interviews, attend live Zoom parties, and receive extra coaching. Simply download the Patreon app or do it on your desktop device and search Do The Thing Movement. I would love to see you over there in that community. Thanks again for listening, and I can't wait to be back with you next episode. Same time, same place. Bye, friends.